0: My name is Jack Otway, and I'm Jay Otway, and we welcome you back to another episode of Like Dragon, Like Sun. Yeah, it's a
1: father-son po- podcast about all things Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, you know, from time, all
0: sorts of bits and bobs, 5th edition, and sometimes earlier. And older. And yeah, uh, yeah.
1: It, it, you know what? I, I, I was looking through all of our amazing amounts of Dungeons & Dragons stuff, and I couldn't help but sort of think, wouldn't it be great if we had some place to store all this stuff? I mean, where does it all go? You know, and how many adventurers out there, maybe you... Good listener have mm. thought this where am i going to keep all this gold sure and there's strongholds or banks or wherever we right? have talked a bit about this but come on come on it's not really, magical enough really and and what if you've got something really special mm. you want to keep like hidden you know like we've got some we've got some like hand-painted minis in there that sure i wouldn't want you know any old beholder getting his hands on oh certainly not so uh what do you do with them well the answer is clear extra dimensional spaces
0: Absolutely. It's the only
1: way. Uh you know, these are the storage lockers of of Dungeons and Dragons. And so today we thought we going to run through some of the, uh, you know, some of the more common ones and maybe some of the ones that you haven't thought of or considered storing your stuff in before.
0: Yeah, something maybe you should consider, you know, as an option, especially if you're a wizard or caster because there's some spells in here, too. And and we're also
1: going to go over some of the, the safety <laughs> warnings and precautions that come with the responsibility of owning extra-dimensional space. Sure. It's important. Um, so first of all, check what is extra-dimensional space?
0: Well, it's in the name. It's beyond our dimension, no? Right? Yeah. That's my, my thought. I mean, you can kind of flavor it. What do you want to be? Is it like outside of space and time? Is it like its own sort of plane of existence or is it just like existing somewhere else? I think, I I think uh, rules as written, it's kind of its own little
1: dimension. It's Mm. a, it's a, you know, a demi plane, a little pocket dimension.
0: Yeah. But you can't really go there. Like you can't teleport into a bag of holding or can you?
1: Well, that's an interesting question. No. Well, I mean, first of all, you'd have to have something bigger, like a gate spell. Mm. uh, Something that was allowing you to do interplanar planar
0: travel could i plane shift into a bag of holding i think you could could i say i want to plane shift into this person's bag of holding i think you'd have to have familiarity with the inside of it though
1: so somebody would have had to put you in that bag of holding for a while and you would have had to maybe maybe leave something in it something of yours something personal Hmm? um that would definitely help find it again
0: doesn't yeah don't if you have an object from the bag of holding wouldn't you like get instant whatever right because if you have I an suppose, object it's but like but only again 100%. you've got to watch
1: for spells and things that allow you to go to another plane of existence right um there's a lot of things that don't let you do that uh and also things like scrying scrying doesn't let you look for things that are not on the plane of existence that you are
0: on Ooh, that's a good spell idea one that kind of like a a fine thing that like supersedes all of the other Things yeah. that prevent you from finding. So if things. you push it like I can do like a
1: super special crystal ball or things like that, things way for you to like look beyond your own dimension, across dimensions. It's a great way to find things that are lost in the astral sea, perhaps as well. Mm. Um, which is a- unfortunately a little, yeah, something, something that happen.
0: happens when you start dealing with extra dimensional right, space. Let's, so we'll get let's to that in a minute. Let's talk a little minute. bit about what options we do have. Starting with, of course, the most classic option um the bag of holding good old bag of holding mm. it just holds infinite amounts of stuff right well not quite although sometimes dms will get let you get away with quite a bit yeah don't dms don't let your players
1: get away with it there are <laughs> limits sure these things are not bottomless bags of holding
0: no they are they have a bottom they do surprisingly uh and that bottom is about two feet uh or sorry four feet deep yeah so, whoop de
1: doo not I mean, you stand inside a bag of holding and pull it up it comes it, well if you're a, I suppose if you're a halfling it goes over your head but that's pretty good if you're if you're a goliath it comes up to your maybe, thighs somewhere yeah.
0: no no goliaths aren't that tall alright
1: um, it can hold up to
0: 500 my f- pounds my was was 8 feet so it might have come up to its waist well that's a tall that's a, exactly that's a tall fur already it was, already, a, it eight was a tall fur yeah uh, 500 pounds so maybe your tortle's struggling but everyone else should be fine um, so how much how many pounds does it hold I, a turtle? No. No.
1: And I, how much how yeah, how many pounds can a turtle hold?
0: I, I don't know how. Well, it can it the bag of holding can hold 500. That's but what that total is is 450 on base, I think. Oh, I see. So you so. can you can carry a turtle in your bag. Sure, for 10 one. whole minutes. Um not exceeding a volume of 64 cubic feet. Uh the bag weighs 15 pounds itself regardless of its content uh content, So it could be completely empty and still weigh 15 pounds or have a whole turtle in it. Sure. Uh, retrieving a, an item requires an action. So no sneaky pulling something out and then using it or then like pulling out a weapon and attacking. It takes a whole action to rummage around in the extra dimensional space and yeah, pull something out. Yeah, it's not so much rummaging though because as soon as you think of the item, it is on top,
1: but it is an action. So if you... Does it say that? Yeah. yeah. Or is it just our own head cannon for yeah, how... It, it, I don't think sure it does says... say that. I think it's just... Huh. A lot of um, a lot of haversacks and pockets, I think, do say that. Anyways, if it's not in the right up there, that's typically how it's been played. Mm. But yeah, your action is rummaging around. However you want to flavor, you know, your bag of holdings, uh, ability to come up with stuff. But if in your game, it is an action to pull a healing potion from your mag- from your bag of holding, mm. and it is an action for you to give that potion to somebody, administer it. Right, that's two whole turns. Well, some people let it do as a bonus action. I've seen yep, that home some, rule is pretty seen, common. Yep, that's 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 not impossible as well. But just to keep in mind, or if you've had to bonus action dash, or not bonus action, if you're a rogue, you could do that. If you've action dashed to get up to a fallen comrade, and are using, well, now you don't even have an action left too dig into your bag of holding right yeah you have to wait to the next round yeah. and then if it's an action to administer the potion if you can't do this bonus action then you know what i'm saying there's there's ways around that you can always like use your action to take the potion out and then drop it mm-hmm. and then somebody else can run up grab it and feed it to somebody i mean there's kind of ways to work as a team with that but it is yeah.
0: slower to use a bag of holding than you think true the nice thing, though, is that you can, even if you wouldn't be able to access this in a store, if you're playing Artificer, you can make this pretty much at second level. Yeah. And so out the gate, you can get your party, one of these bags of holding, which are game changers for it sure. It can be
1: an amazing way to sneak all sorts of, like, your armor and weapons into places, into a party yeah. while you guys are wearing, like, fancy, like, costumes and things. Oh, for sure. And We're nobody, getting, thinks, and nobody yeah. thinks, oh, you guys are a bunch of adventuring heroes. And then presto chango, you run into the... You know into the kitchen and everybody changes into their fighting outfits and then you attack yeah attack the the evil villain running the party or whatever and you
0: mentioned scrying earlier and this is another case where you want to hide something here you go you yeah can't see you it just hide it in here yeah yeah um unless you are
1: like i said maybe you are inside the bag holding yourself and then sure you know it's dark they've closed the lid on it you don't have a torch or night vision you could be like oh i can scry for items in here
0: hmm uh, Bag of Holding is not the only one, though, and that's sort of where the controversy. It does that work if you're in the du- if counts. something's in the dark and you scry on it? Isn't it still in the dark? Yeah, well, if you have the vision to see it, anyways, you could still see it. I suppose. Or you could see it in a dark space. Not a bad idea, though. Get somewhere dark so some creatures can't scry on you. You keep it in the dark.
1: Good. I've always thought there's also like doesn't like lead like shield certain amounts of seeing of um, spells it, and things. In certain spells, and you got to kind of orient it right. So I always thought that in D, like, shouldn't one of your first stops when you get a bit of coin be to stop at the local blacksmith and have them whip up a nice like solid lead box for you? Sure. Because at some point you're gonna get, I guess, magic item that you don't want.
0: Well just like a lead lining. Like if it's yeah, a lead something. box you're gonna touch the lead and then eat the lead and, and it could be dangerous. But fair enough. All
1: right. So with some sort of, you know, lead lined box of some sort that's not huge you know, small enough that it still fits with inside your bag of holding. And then you've got like, you really got it doubled up at that point.
0: True. And if you're wondering what these little crinkling and throwing sounds is, we've got our own cat treat bag of holding yeah, here that we're feeding. I, I if our you can hear that in with. the
1: background or not, but uh, for those listeners familiar with our uh, podcast know that there is a, a cat familiar who we, we, we don't have any control over actually. No, I actually don't know how uh, to he, spell. Just, I, he's just, been just here a menace. Yes. And we, we have only one one uh, ability to keep them at bay our animal handling check is only made possible through
0: the use of of these of endless kitty treats. kitty treats um and um, that gets us onto maybe some other different items like a portable hole perhaps uh well or something here's yeah okay
1: portable hole let's do portable hole next sure so portable hole is i think it's this is in my mind is always and even though the anime the illustration for it in the book um definitely leans this way where it looks like a, it starts off as a little handkerchief, a little mm. dark silk handkerchief that you pull out of your pocket and you unfold and you unfold and you unfold. And it becomes this this big black sheet that then when you sort of set down the ground, suddenly whoop, becomes this 10 foot hole. Mm. Uh, so it's already like much bigger, much deeper than your bag of holding. Sure. And, and for, you know, adventurers who've just showed up in the, the dragon horde or whatever and you're like how are we getting all this gold out of here well voila i now have a you know 10 foot deep six foot wide pit start shoveling
0: pretty good i mean if you want to fill it up i mean i thought of a scenario where you could like fold it out and then before it touches the ground you like whew, slide it underneath a door and so then it rests on the other side of the door and you could then sneak people through like that oh just like see if you can like frisbee it under the door before
1: it hits unfold, the ground Unfold partly under the door so that it's now that little tunnel that goes or like unfold
0: it, but it doesn't turn into the hole until it touches the ground right i i yeah it doesn't it's touch a solid I don't know surface
1: if, if it has a yeah i mean I see the hole doesn't appear in midair with it i don't think no it doesn't it's going to be honest it is against a solid surface but you can't use it as a portal so if you put it against a wall for example, it works. So, yeah That works. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't become a hole through the wall. it's just a no, that's what It I mean. just goes into this right. extra dimensional but you could space. You like slide
0: it under a door and get people through that way if you want yeah, to. Yeah, maybe. Do you have to unfold it all the way?
1: Or can you unfold
0: it into a smaller size hole? How big is it? Like, how wide's the diameter? I think it goes out to six, six feet six in feet. diameter. So it's like three feet each size. It's you... pretty big. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's really You big. can't really frisbee it. Um, well, the thing is, I. It, Again, up to your DM, talk a little bit about, do I have to unfold it all the way when I lay it down? If I fold it out into a one foot wide, or let's say it's going to be wider than that. It's got to be, you know, let's make it our three foot wide, six feet long. Like I fold the edges in on it and make more of a rectangle rather than a hole. That looks like something. Could I, you know, scooch that under a door Mm. and... You know, if we do push it through underneath the door like that and it settles then does it suddenly go become this little trench under the door Regardless, although it is though, 10 feet down so it's pretty well the
0: people can climb out as an action it says yeah no i issue. suppose but this 10 feet is still could be problematic for your gnome or something well it says no matter what a creature can use an action to exit the hole it does sound like the sides are not as slippery as I it? think there's like magic that floats you out or something or helps mm-hmm. you. Um, but there's also we don't even need to worry b- about putting it all the way because a creature can use its action to make a strength check even if it's all folded up. Oh, yeah, you can to push, make its way you out.
1: can fight your way out if somebody throws you into a portable hole you you can like it's basically like being somebody putting you under the the covers or the blankets you can like mm. wrestle your way out of it. And you can keep trying, actually, for 10 whole minutes. That is the standard length of time that you can survive once somebody's pushed you into an extra-dimensional space. 10 minutes. And after that, then you have your constitution. You have to hold your breath at that point. So you've got whatever your constitution modifier is, plus one minutes more okay. before you start dying.
0: Well, it's pretty good. Up to 16 minutes? Yeah. Probably like 12. Well,
1: and if you get, if you get 10 chances per minute to make a 10 DC,
0: no you get way more than that no or i guess we are at 10 per minute so i got 100 you know, chances i got
1: 100 tri- attempts to make what dc no, what's it dc 15 strength, per per
0: minute, strength no no two it, it, it would be ten. yeah per 10 rounds
1: right. per minute so we got yeah was it dc 15 10 dc 10 easy yeah 50% so chance. i
0: should be able to at some get point my way out. stop rolling below 10 what you really gotta do is like restrain them or grapple them or keep them from being able to escape somehow. Mm,
1: yeah, or, like, petrify about, them
0: first. Petr- petrify, that's a great option. Um, although- Then they don't suffocate either. True, It's like exactly. carbon Petrification is the carbonite freezing <laughs> sure. of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, it kind of is. Um, but again, this could also be used to sneak people in or out uh, where you hmm. hide your big or person well, who's not supposed you can to be get, there in you can the portable get the whole, hole. You can get the whole party into a portable hole. Sure, and just, then you sneak in, just someone with a handkerchief, and then shoo, they can all just come out, come out. Just come out, whatever come out, come
1: out. you do, don't put your portable hole inside your bag of holding.
0: Or what you do is you give the portable hole to a familiar who carries it and drops it oh, on the yeah. roof. You could do that. And then everyone hops out. Even on, if it's full they'd be hopping out onto try the roof. Out, yeah, onto yeah. the roof. Or anywhere, right? Yeah. That a familiar could go that others can't. That is kinda cool. Yeah. Or you could do like a little bandana around your little rat or something. Yeah. I don't know.
1: That's cool.
0: It depends how small you can fold it up. If you can fold it real small you can give it to, like, a tiny... Well, and this is just it. If also,
1: say, uh, at that point, your druid finally gets to become a flying... A small flying creature. Exactly. Um, you know, we're not talking about giant eagles or anything at this point. Uh, what's the first thing you can turn into when you're flying? They're kind of small, aren't they? Uh,
0: I think it's, like, CR one quarter plus no swimming or flying. Yeah, but then, no, But what's the first CR flying that you can have? Uh, well, the CR, I think, is still, like, maximum one at that point. But, um... You can, unless you're a circle of moon, of course, right. but you have to be level eight before you hit fly. So level eight druid, though, could carry the whole party
1: could do. inside a portable hole. Although you could just cast fly. On everybody, I suppose. But it's not
0: stealthy. I guess not. Um, True. It, many uses for this. I think even over bag of holding. Like bag of sure. holding is your entry level, but you get to the next tier once you hit the portable hole. But the let's thing just is, talk don't put them first, together. Yeah, so yeah. let's just talk about this quickly because this is
1: going to apply to everything else that we're talking about today almost everything else not quite um so yeah the rules are when you combine two extra dimensional spaces like a bag of holding and a portable hole Mm -hmm. that they cancel each other out and everything gets randomly spat out into the astral plane irrecoverable Mm -hmm. lost forever
0: well no I think they made an errata and it previously said it irretrievably lost but now it just makes an, a gate to the astral plane where any creature in 10 feet this is the same as before is sucked through and deposited in a random location on an astral plane um so they sort of feel like okay you're on the astral plane maybe you're not completely yeah irrecoverable and the gate is only one way so if you mess up and like hey what does this do you put one of the other TPK everyone's sent to the astral plane in random locations, everyone's completely scattered, and everyone gets yeah. eaten by astral dreadnoughts. Game over. So one of the
1: uh, one of the sort of funny internet memes was once somebody designed a, an arrow right, that, has that both. carried a that carried a stretched out uh, portable hole on the front of it, behind which on the arrow, uh, in the mechanism, was an open bag of holding. And so as you launch this thing, and maybe it was more than an arrow, it could have been like something you fire off a ballista. But the idea was you fired at the Tarask, right? The portable hole hits the trask, he falls into it. Part of him falls into it. I don't know how much of him falls into it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it wouldn't work on the trask. Maybe they're too big. Um, well, 10 feet's pretty big then, so as long as he then, hits them and they touch and each And then other. that, as they fall into that, the bag of holding is then pushed around the outside of the portable hole and voila zapped immediately off to the astral plane plane. it's it's not actually instant there's a gate that actually appears is kind of how the rules are written now right but any it's not just by anything in
0: the gate it's anything within 10 feet of the gate yeah so really everybody's gotta stand back depends how big your this whole thing gets like
1: swirled into um so yeah that's
0: this is the the caveat that comes with these things it's very easy to get yourself in Mm. trouble if i were to like if my players were to do this i'd let them do it but be like okay someone just sensed this happened and now the international magic police are after you international magic are like the time time cops like what did you do and you like see like a little scar in in
1: space and you're like you want another that? one with the bag of holding? well it, done so. you you had to tear us,
0: uh, you had to rip the the multiverse <laughs> all right <laughs> back of holding rights for your reality has been revoked <laughs> just like, yeah I'm sorry. It's terrible. Um, uh, but there's one more in this trilogy of holding items, which are kind of listed in all three, which is the handy haversack. Yeah, it's, it's again,
1: I think of the commoner sort of ones that you sort of find. This is actually rare, but... But you know what I mean, the yeah. ones that, that seem, to, seem to show up. The haversack's sort of the next up on that list. And um, it's a little bit different. Instead of one kind of big pocket to put into, it's got several Mm. different pockets and a haversack for those of you confused is essentially a backpack
0: yep it, it kind of just looks like a backpack even the image just has like a bunch of cool stuff on it like a there's like a harp and like a sword and like a flute and some healing potions like it just looks like a good old adventurer's backpack but you open it all up and all of them are like little mini bags of holding yeah um which is cool that you can kind of separate and have compartments of bags of holding like a a cabinet of holding or something like sure. that or a handy haversack. Um, so essentially there's two side pouches, which are up to 20 pounds, not exceeding volume of two cubic feet. So not that big, but still not bad. Um, better than real pouches. Uh, then there's the large central pouch, which can hold up to eight cubic feet or 80 pounds of material. Um, although the bag always weighs five pounds. That's one third that, of bag yeah. of holding. So this is the real advantage for, uh, for lower
1: strength characters, especially if you are using encumbrance, which now that D&D Beyond's got that all fully set up, there is no reason not to. Even these things are really cool on D&D Beyond now. Um, to move items from your bag of holding to your haversack is quite easy to do. Mm. And, uh, and it does make things a lot lighter, a lot easier to carry around and much easier to calculate sort of weight. So now you can actually have it if you weren't carrying too much that your encumbrance slows you down. Um, and I think for anybody who's been playing D and D for a while, that's definitely the way you should be going with this. Mm.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's a couple funny notes where it, it has some special limitations over the other versions where this one, if overloaded or if a sharp object pierces or tears it, um, the bag ruptures and is destroyed. And if it is destroyed, everything in it is lost forever. So there's a stipulation for you. Um, my favorite thing is to turn like, like you said, petrify someone, true polymorph them, um, any imprison them, do anything to make them into an object, and then put them in this bag, cut it open, and then they're lost forever. Yeah, that's a that's a huge drawback. That one. Yeah, um, even if you just overload it, if you put a little bit too much in, the whole thing explodes and everything. Is and again, lost. so this is as a DM, you know,
1: kind of a fun risk reward sort of thing like you can hand out more and more stuff to your players and then sort of like you can give warnings like you're like it doesn't look like it's gonna fit you want to try and jam it in if mm. you know, the player's like has got a particularly greedy somewhat flawed character who like cannot help but jam everything in the bag They're like yeah push it more i squint in more
0: oh it rips <laughs> something rupper. but even if you put something sharp in it could tear it and um, then poof, everything's gone uh,
1: No. Yeah. and we've already talked about this before as well nothing kills a player
0: more than losing their stuff yeah i mean you can kill their character they not, like get over it character. i could see like a monk you that's very like non material you yeah. know like a very buddhist monk that's like mm, i'm not connected to any of my objects i just need my fists i want an armor defense anyways and then like the, the fighter's like no my full plate is so expensive my plus three legendary vorpal sword and whatever right um my big lance that i was carrying this whole time in sure. a handy haversack uh the artifact it says this artifact even though it's not an artifact always turns up again somewhere uh another rule is if the haversack is turned inside out its contents is forth unharmed which is interesting because does that mean no matter how far it drops it's unharmed <laughs> like you could dump stuff off a, Over cliff, a cliff and it just like falls <laughs> and it's Floats, just fine s- slow falls down to the bottom i don't know if it's slow maybe just goes full speed it's just unhurt just like dink and just like protect it as it falls Um, I don't know how you'd rule that or its funny implications, um, but I think there's some use for trickery or sly wording um, there, so I that's kind of a funny thing as well. Um, If if a breathing creature, again, it has 10 minutes before it starts suffocating, and the same rule, finally, where if you place it in something else, like a bag of folding a portable hole, both are destroyed and everyone in 10 Venus sucked in. Um, But that's kind of the, the bread and butter three items that are all kind of going together. Um, where there's the, the super small cloth that is actually really perhaps the most sophisticated of the three, um, the handy haversack, which is like the kind of bag of holding plus, but it's kind of high risk, high reward, and the bag of holding, which is just your bread and butter standard classic. Yeah, and I mean there's a couple others here worth mentioning. Mm. Uh, a little less
1: known, but I think amazing if you're playing anybody who's sort of got an archer sort of focus or vibe. The Quiver of Elona. Sure, is pretty sweet it's essentially a a quiver of holding for missile weapons (laughs) um and it's funny because it's got slightly different chambers in it one that is just for arrows which is kind of awesome or bolts i think or bolts yeah you know smaller size things Mm. and so it's got a dimension within it um although the quiver itself is one size but then there's another compartment which allows you to put spears into it or javelins that's pretty cool um which is pretty fun you can also um, hold like long objects like bows
0: quarterstaffs, quarterstaffs. and spears yeah
1: yeah, yeah. I, w- I wonder like can we can we squeeze a lance in yeah um, i mean it's a such ass, but you could really push it you know and the advantage on this one over other extra dimensional bags is that you can draw any item from it
0: as if you were drawing from a regular quiver, so no which extra is, action. Yeah, no extra action, which is which nice. Which is kind of quick Still and smooth and pretty sweet. Although part of me thinks that we treat every quiver like the quiver of Alona, in a sense where it's just like bottomless, hold as many arrows as you can, if yeah. we even look at arrows to begin with. I, and I think we should, because otherwise sneak attack becomes like OP.
1: Sure. I think if, you know, your, your rogue suddenly thinks, oh crap, I've only got... 20 shots before we need to reload and look there's rules for recovering ammunition and all sorts of things
0: so maybe they got more than 20 shots but it does make them think Mm, it does make things yeah you're right a little bit more like resource management you know that's the whole point of the game is, is hard fast you know keeping track of exactly how many ammunition well I'm joking obviously but there's seriously a part of the game that's like well do we just sort of hand wave and have infinite of everything or you know what, well, do if you're focused this? on
1: role play and storytelling there's and nothing wrong not with supporting. going that way as well but sure. you know if you can combine all these things together it just puts extra challenges on players and challenges can be fun
0: yeah Makes there's the other one game-y. that kind of takes um, mixes armor because this is sort of mixing a quiver with sure. a bag of holding and, and this is mixing armor and with this one shows holding. up yeah
1: this is a kind of special one that just kind of shows up in a special adventure called lost laboratory of qualish um, and it's cool though right like mm. so it's it's called Heward's Hireling Armor um, which is the, the
0: same Heward as the Handy haversack, right yeah you might recognize it the branding's on point um, um, the nice thing about it's this it's leather is armor sure it's not only plus one though it's but plus, it's got something else yeah, plus one leather armor um,
1: that has got little pockets in it mm. that little extra dimensional pockets each pocket can hold 20 pounds of material not exceeding a volume of two cubic feet. Uh, yet the armor always weighs 10 pounds. So this is crazy. That's 120 pounds worth of gear that your rogue can be carrying yeah. on for only 10 pounds. That's awesome. And Great. it's leather so that you're not in any problem with that. And on top of which, it has one extra feature, which I think is brilliant. Mm. The armor's animated straps assist with drawing and sheathing weapons so that you can draw or stow two one-handed weapons when you normally would be able to draw and stow only one
0: mm, it's typically weapons though
1: yeah but i mean i still think that would also allow you to switch between your bow and your sword true because you could put one back draw one in yeah exactly and then you've got your uh, quiver of alona mm. that you're drawing the the bow out of as well that here keeps your encumbrance down
0: also and all your ammunition it's great it, it i don't think it's if it's in the armor though in the compartments i think you already have to have it on you separately but it just the straps then help you when you're taking out normally but i think because it says here that retrieving an item from a pocket requires an action
1: yeah no i'm saying you'd um, have it you'd have your, your quiver of alona on your back sure that you draw that from right um but you know why not think you know why couldn't i have a uh you know sword sheath of of holding sure. that made my my sword lighter right
0: why not? Only the it lets sticks. me have like all my swords in there, so I can just pull out all my swords. <laughs> exactly,
1: one hilt, but you draw whichever sword um, you, you want, know you, you want know. from it. Oh,
0: there's a magic item ready to be so, made. Um, this one also has the same rules of destroying anything if you put them near each other. Um, and then finally, I think it, well, I, I hear, and then it's just a description of leather armor at the very bottom. If you're ever wondering what leather armor is made of,
1: now there's a few. Is it does
0: require attunement, though, unlike many of these other ones, which is a little bit of a... Uh, is it worth it? Because it does require an attunement slot. Sure. But, I mean, it does give you some abilities. It's it not, does. It not. does. It essentially gives you, like, six mini bags of holding, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, then there's some spells that create extra-dimensional spaces. Sure. Well, there's a couple other items in, like, other stuff as well, but we can get to yeah, those we'll in a second.
1: Of, we'll get to those in a minute, maybe. Um, but I want to sort of talk a little bit, because these kind of break the rule a little bit. So couple of spells I want to talk about uh, first rope trick and then second magnificent mansion sure um, and then maybe demiplane as well I think demiplane is the key player at all of them. yeah and honest. and so these each of these ones open up an extra dimensional space however you may in the case of all of these take your bag of holding in or your portable hole in with you or any of these these armors or mm. things like that and you don't have that same astral plane explosion problem yeah true uh these special little scenario. yeah spells let you really do let you then put an extra dimensional space inside an extra dimensional space which is a weird you can't would well, can,
0: be like no you have to leave it out you can <laughs> open your portable hole inside your magnificent mansion yeah that's uh, weird uh, rules mind bending something I, I i just i can't comprehend it hear me out what if an item lets you replicate the effects of rope trick at the entrance of the item like everything is it like back of holding but it literally is just when you open it, it cast demi plane cast demi
1: plane it always rope, enters rope
0: the trip. same it'll, it'll say demi plane it yeah. always says demi plane would you still be able to put that inside the other one because cynically it's just replicating the spell maybe or is it because you're putting it in an item that's kind of similar because it replicates I don't know that's a, a weird linguistic it's turtles turtles all the way down um, but what does rip trick do what does rope trick it's, do i think it's the most accessible one at second level uh lasts a whole hour and this is a good like escape into the night if you're being chased or if you want to do a short rest without camping out <sighs> such a good I, such
1: a why why m- more of my wizard friends don't have this spell
0: not just wizards ranger i think some rangers get this as well uh what that's a great idea sir uh, I think it's specifically Gloomstalker, though. It's like a little tree a, house, ranges, right? You have to climb up, in, uh, climb up the rope. There's so many good rope spells. I don't know why people don't take more rope spells. There's like snare and now rope trick. Like, come on, just get buy rope. Lots of rope. Do you even need rope for rope trick to work? You do need rope for rope all right, trick. So you, it's you part of the components. So, one of the components. Actually, it's it. not. No. Well, I guess no, technically it would be. I think it should be. Like, its material components is just powdered corn extract in a twisted loop of parchment, which you can ignore if you have a casting focus, of course. Um, but a part of it is touching a length of rope that is up to 60 feet long which then rises into the air and hangs perpendicular to the ground. The upper end of the rope, which again is weird if there's like a slanted ground, because then does it kind of like do a diagonal (laughs) thing? Like at the upper end of the rope, an invisible entrance opens to an extra dimensional surface or space that lasts until the spell ends. Um, Or again, if you reverse reverse gravity, can you have it so that it opens downwards? I don't know, interesting.
1: If your whole party is hanging on the side of a cliff and you cast it, does it, do you have to like go sideways? (laughs)
0: Hope that it's just like hanging and try to get over. It. I don't know. Um, maybe it wouldn't work because it's not really ground. Um, it can hold up to eight creatures, um, but it can be reached by uh, climbing to the top. And so the longer your rope is, maybe the harder it is for enemies to get inside. Um, can you adjust the length of the rope? Because it also might be harder for your party members. Climbing rope is a strength Well, the thing is, you rope can is a strength pull check. the rope up into the space, making the rope disappear. And so you can kind of help them by pulling the rope as they're holding on if they don't want to climb. Um, the thing is just holding onto a rope. Or get a super short rope. Like, because it, does, it doesn't say how long the rope needs to be. It just It's up to 60 feet. So you could have like a you know, one foot long rope that just you throw it out and just just like super tiny. like have to duck into it almost. Um, or do it sort of the size of where everyone's sort of standing. So five it's foot, not five foot a huge four inconvenience. Four foot rope or something. So um, where it just ducks underneath
1: it, stands up, and then boosts themselves into it. True.
0: It can't hold large creatures. So if in the middle of battle your rune knight wants to step in, they're going to have to shrink down first. Or you're... But Durgal. it can hold how many medium creatures? Uh, up to eight medium or smaller That's creatures. That's amazing. So it's like a whole party, plus your little familiar friends. Right. Uh, the rope can be pulled into the space, making the rope disappear from view outside of the space. And um, as previously mentioned, if you need to fit, fit more people in, you put them in your portable hole first. Very true. Um, Only for 10 minutes, though. Uh, enemies could still get in theoretically if they also climbed up your rope but a couple things to note is attacks and spells can't go through the entrance uh into or out of the extra dimensional space uh, but those inside can see out of it as if it were through a, a three foot by five foot window centered on the rope. three by five that's pretty huge it's a pretty big window you Can you see what's going on yeah is that looking straight down below you though essentially we'll I'd be looking at the extra well i guess you could kind of duck your head out right and look out i guess straight below i don't know because it's centered on the rope right yeah uh anything inside the extra dimensional space drops out when the spell ends uh how big is the extra dimensional space you might ask how big is it doesn't say big big enough for eight people big enough for eight people that's all that matters um so well you could i don't know how you, you i mean you you can't really decorate it with anything inside unless your dm is like sure why not go for it i don't really care
1: your private clubhouse sure Um, every time
0: you cast it it looks the same it's not like tiny hut where it makes the conditions nice it doesn't really say that although it's kind of assumed if it's an extra-dimensional space there's weird rules for that um but it lasts for a whole hour so if you need to source some stuff in like a little hideaway that no one's gonna find for an hour it's not too bad it's It's not extra-dimensional no but it Mm. is kind of like your own little bubble dimension that exists it's like kind of setting up a tent but it's not extra-dimensional no and it ends if you leave it, so it's not really that useful. What otherwise. other spells we got? Uh, some other spells we have, you mentioned Magnificent Mansion, which is another one that's kind of like limited in that its one's, time. But it's huge though. It is real big, 24 hours, um, where you can make kind of whatever you want it to look like, right? And you can um, leave stuff in it, can't you? Not really, no. no? When, when it closes, anything you put inside is forced back out. Ah. Um, which is why it's kind of limited over the superior, in my opinion, demi-plane. Uh, although you don't get a bunch of servants that serve you and yeah, yeah. there's all nice, the There's a fun role-play vibe of
1: the mansion, but nothing can be, it's not good for
0: carrying things really. You could serve a hundred people. There's like any four floor plan with like 50 10-foot it, it's cubes. Clearly, it's clearly, yeah, it's the ultimate it's, long it's, rest
1: Yeah, like it's solution. 24 if, hours. If Rope Trick is your like low-level wizardly,
0: like we can get a short rest. Hmm. Safely, this is like you Mag- can get a long, rest long rest, like, rest like safely. lavish. Yeah, um, and bards and wizards get this one. Um, you can decide the visual appearance of the servants and their attire. If you remember critical role, these were cats that would serve. Yeah, um, and bring things. Um, they're completely, completely obedient. So, uh, how many servants are there? I think there's like a hundred. Uh, that's right, a hundred servants. You can serve a nine course banquet to up to a hundred people. Um, they can perform any normal task a human could, but they can't attack, obviously. But theoretically you would lure enemies in here and then put them in your own giant world that they'd have to fight through or get lost in and you can like summon items right um i believe because theoretically you can make furnishings and other objects right i don't know if you can make magical furnishings and other objects um because theoretically, like, people hang swords on their wall. Could you just have it chalk-filled with swords and armor and weaponry and then yeah, yeah. lure all your enemies in? And well, then, if your party was
1: stripped of ready? all of its weapons somehow, they ran in here, they could have, yeah, your demiplane
0: weapons all appear and they could fight with them. But you're right, they couldn't leave the space with them. But. Or my favorite one, the death pit, where you do command and tell them to run into the door, which immediately leads to, what, 50 10-foot cubes going down and down and down and down and down and down, and down until they fall what what 500 feet instantly 20 d6 is the most you can take so still I'd like to see them get out of a place 500 feet deep wait for the spell end with a hundred servants holding him down yeah wait for the spell to end it's 24 hours it's not bad yeah. um, what about a secret chest uh, secret chest I added because I think it's one of those like extra storage things that are kind of nice um, given it's an instantaneous uh, duration meaning that it kind of lasts forever um, until you want to mess with that again, but you need already to have an exquisite chest. It says three by two by two, so not too big, not, yeah, not like to fit inside your bag. Apparently, sure. Um, although I again, I don't know how this would how this would conflict. Apparently, um, it won't Constructed be. from five thousand GP worth of materials, <laughs> so it's a bit expensive, and uh, you need another tiny replica uh, made from the same material worth at least fifty GP. So you need a regular big chest and a little teensy tiny version of that chest. Um, And so you put everything you want in the chest and then instantly you can hide everything uh, on the ethereal plane. You can touch it in the miniature replica um, and the chest can contain up to 12 cubic feet of non-living material, which is three by two by two. So that's in the components. While the chest on, is on the ethereal plane, you can use an action to touch the replica and recall it. It appears in an unoccupied space on the ground within 5 feet of you. You can send the chest back to the ethereal plane by using an action and touching both the chest and the replica. Uh, after 60 days, there's a cumulative 5% chance that the spell's effects ends. Uh, it also ends early if you cast the spell again if the replica is destroyed or you choose to end it. Uh, if the spell ends and the large chest is on the ethereal plane, it is irretrievably lost once again. So. You could, really, you want to summon it back before you end it, or what you do is, again, you turn someone you don't like into an object, cast a spell, end it while it's still on the ethereal plane, bye-bye forever. You're flushed in the trash bin, forever gone. Um, Which, again, weird implications for something like that is that something is irretrievably lost. Um, Well, so
1: what if we we throw it into a... a bag of holding, then chuck that bag of holding into the portable hole. So it gets first lost on the astral plane and then the spell ends. Cause it's like in the ethereal on the astral and then lost in both. Mm. I'm just trying to get us this like, get this, this miniaturized uh, mm. entrapped Tarrasque as lost as possible.
0: I think the fun thing you could do with this spell is that you could link multiple replicas to the same chest and then give everyone a replica, or theoretically everyone who can cast a spell a replica. Um, And that way anyone, whenever they want, can summon this shared chest between all of you. Interesting, and you could all be on different planes, Mm. maybe? Because I think as long as you have the replica- Ethereal's
1: kind of a funny idea, because Ethereal is just a, well, I don't know, like there's border Ethereal, which is like right next Mm. to where we are, and you shift in and out of it. But then there's like deep Ethereal, which is sort of like another place. In the
0: the yeah, it does say it's hidden, but it, it's on the ethereal plane. So if you're, I don't know where it doesn't say where. Uh, it's odd the that ethereal they've plane. chosen ethereal for instead it instead of than, extra planar, just yeah. its own dimension. Yeah, I don't know, but um, it's another way to just have a whole chest of things. Goodbye, bye you know? Mm. Um, it has to be exactly 3x2x2, by two by two, so there's some limitations. But still, it's a nice option, because I think this is kind of what his amulet was. I, I think he maybe had a special version that gave him a, a ritual version of it. You're talking but, about Caleb uh, Caleb's, and, yes, uh, and, amber. Um, and uh, critical role. Because pretty much, you could kind of decorate the chest to d- not look like a regular treasure chest. It kind of looked like hmm. any container you want. Um, as long as it's ex- exquisite, you know, what we're talking about trapping
1: things. It's worth mentioning a magic item that doesn't show up very often because it is like, super powerful and kind of, I don't know, either evil villain or I don't even agents know this is of a storage shield. item. I think this is... it's called the the mirror of life trapping. Oh, I see. I thought you were going to talk about sphere of annihilation. <laughs> no, no. That's another thing altogether. We'll get to that in a sec. But, but the mirror of life trapping is a hugely powerful item mm. that lets you imprison um people i think how many cells are in it i can't remember like a dozen or something it's okay um, cool and so yeah so you you chuck people into it and they end up poof inside each each cell is its own demi plane within mm. this mirror And it's just like a foggy space that's infinite. They can wander around, but they can't see more than like five or 10 feet. They don't need to eat or sleep or breathe or anything in that time. So they're kind of like just in suspended animation.
0: There's 12, I believe, extra dimensional
1: cells. And so then you just call out their name to the mirror and then boof, you can see them. They can hear you and talk to you. and, And then you can like either, you can bring them out or leave them in there or whatever. You can have chats with them though. Um, but if you put, try and put more than 12 people into it, one of them gets spit back
0: out again, which is kind of funny. Um, wait, wait, wait. There's some cool stuff in this that have some weird implications for immortality as well. Um, cause you could theoretically trap yourself in this cause you don't age and you don't need to eat, drink or sleep. Right? Yeah. I mean, the, it kind of sucks cause can you not leave? like well through extra the, dimensional stuff th- the question comes
1: how much how much workshop material can you take with you well, yeah how much can, can you, you bring cast with your you? can you cast uh can I bring my you should be able to cast magic man- magnificent mansion while you're in there well that's the
0: question you can right?
1: because it says you can escape by casting a uh portal Ooh. spell like anything that allows oh, you, but you the, to
0: but the thing is you're still aging in your own magnificent mansion because the idea is you should be able because this prevents aging and so you could be in here and just live forever if you have everything you need. Yeah, you know, I was
1: just saying, if you're a wizard and you want to be doing some research or studying of some sure. sort. It's just annoying because visibility is 10 feet. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. And you don't have anything. It's not not like you can equip the cell with like, you know,
0: Yeah. stuff. True. But. I mean, I, I guess like to me, the rod of security is better, which we'll get to the rod. You haven't put the rod of security on. I think you should look it up now because it's, it's essentially this, but you're willing. But this is a great way to just trap people um, or willingly put friends in there. Um, and store all your stuff the question is could they leave their stuff behind and then hop back out and then try and go back in later i don't know can you choose which cell i don't know um if the mirror is shattered everyone is is freed again no implication on what happens to items while within five feet you can uh, speak the name of a creature trapped in and i think you can talk with them right that's funny that's very evil villain uh, in a similar way, you can use your action to speak a second command work and free a creature. That's pretty fun. Um, it it's, appears along with its possessions, I see. So if someone's freed, all their stuff goes out with them as well. Um, so, yeah, something there. But it's always like, sometimes they don't write quite enough to give you full closure on how much you can get away with. Um, maybe that's a part of the magical game, though uh you see our security though
1: yeah i was just looking at that so yeah that makes this this one should be on the list as well because while holding the rod you activate it and then instantly transports you and up to like 999 other people yeah crazy uh to a paradise that exists in guess what
0: an extra planar dimension yay this is such a crazy crazy i don't know why this is very rare this should be like artifact legendary it's pretty up there it's actually insane
1: um and then yeah this this also sounds like a pretty ultimate long rest or even better
0: like downtime activity zone it's 200 days divided by the number of creatures Uh, it's just you you can live in your own tranquil paradise for 200 days pretty cool in, you, I, I, you don't age while well inside right like yeah. there's enough food and water to sustain everyone it doesn't say how big it is because for can each choose hour form. you spent in there visitor regains hit points as if it had had yeah
1: spent one hit die so this is really a tremendously good place to be resting folks especially for your
0: barbarian um you don't need to be able to cast spells to do this anyone can just use its action to gain a 200 day
1: the whole time that you need to do a long
0: rest I mean, you spend two hours in here. Even let's say, like, what's like an average party of six, right? Yeah. That's like still what? How many days? It's th- over thirty-three days. Let's yeah. take it to five. That's like forty days you have of just straight downtime. Every, I mean, of course, there's things happening in the real world that compel you back to adventure. But like post credits, like, what does your character do for the rest of their life? Oh, well, they they just spend their time in paradise, right? Actually, I think they do age. Maybe they change that. And then the rod can't be used again for a whole 10 days. After 200 days of using it, right? Um, Yeah, not the biggest concern (laughs) in the world. Um, So you age pretty much like 10 days a year. Actually, I I think they changed it where you still age. Mm. Um, But you can't, of course, take anything that was in there out of it. But the thing is, there's no space limit. So you could kind of bring, like, get 199 people... To bring a bunch of stuff in and for a day you can store like an entire town's worth of stuff in this paradise before bringing everyone back um which is kind of hilarious uh oh yeah no it does say this yeah creatures don't age although time passes normally so there's no time dilation that's a weird thing as well where some extra dimensions have time dilation they seem to try and avoid that with a lot of these atoms Uh, but still immense amounts of healing 200 day paradise where you don't age whatsoever it's just crazy like especially stacked with like a, a druid that ages 10 times lower like you could in like an elf or something you could like live pretty much forever well elves already kind of do and with sending you can still like talk to people in the regular world like
1: it's crazy uh just to touch back though there was the one other spell that we didn't really spell out which was the um Demiplane, right Hmm. And you create a shadowy door on a flat surface that you can see the doors large enough to allow medium creatures to pass through. When open the door leads to the demi-plane that appears to be an empty room 30 feet in each dimension, which is easily one of the biggest spaces. This is, however, an eighth level spell. So we're,
0: we're really casting the, the, the monster big, ones big, at this big, point. But this is, the, this is the thing, it technically lasts forever. The door remains for one hour, but this demi-plane space is mm. eternal. Yeah. until you destroy it right the thing is if people know where it is they can go to your demi plane too yeah um so it's not like a huge like i get my own plane i the me-. it's like not really you get like a tiny 30 foot box right but this is this is a really great storage locker it is it's essentially just an instant hour-long door to a storage locker wherever you want yeah um it has to be on a flat solid surface um but you could put this under enemies and have them fall through. Like you could set it up where the demi filled with acid, and then you, you put it underneath a, someone and they drop or it into just, the, you the acid you open the pit. door
1: and you just have the party move mm. wheelbarrows of wheelbarrows sure. full of gold into it, fill the space, uh, you know, as much as you can in
0: one hour. Well, moving well, just gear. Put it on the ground and have it fall in, like a I pink, suppose, like a little slot machine or yeah, whatever. Yeah, just like, like a little it's, a, it's a
1: medium-sized door. It's huge. You just pour stuff into, so fill it up.
0: Put everything and in then
1: later on I suppose put it on a ceiling somewhere and open the door and have all the gold pour out sure. I don't know
0: use the cast it with your 8th and ninth level spell slot and put two doors next to each other open <laughs> them both up and you got like a double door put
1: everything in right uh, so anyways there's some ideas for uh, Demiplane which is pretty pretty out there mm.
0: or the alternative is because um, if you I guess hmm, the thing is you'd have to go somewhere create a door demiplane there then teleport somewhere else ninth level spell slot put another demi plane door there and for the next hour you've essentially got like this little foyer gateway hub to pretty much any two points you want in the multiverse which is kind of nice because um, you could theoretically set up one demi plane door somewhere another demi plane door to the same demi plane somewhere else and now you've got boom boom just walk through those two doors and you can get to those two locations That's for one hour and it burns everything but yeah it's a lot of
1: spell slots being still
0: you gotta you gotta like what move like an entire town to like two different places like you can't use a teleport spell for that like this is the solution
1: now sometimes when uh making demiplanes like that things get even more out of control and mm. we end up with uh something out of out of uh ice dale's monster manual Oof, the right. living demiplane
0: yeah, this one's Which scary. is
1: a demi-plane spell that has become vaguely self-aware. It is a shadowy rectangle, five feet wide, ten feet high, which creeps along flat, solid surfaces and groans softly when it moves. <laughs> when a living demi-plane encounters a creature small enough to fit through it, it tries to pull that creature into itself and then posits the victim in an extra-dimensional chamber. Ooh areas of wild magic and sites that have been ravaged by powerful eldritch forces can give rise to spell effects that become living beings crazy fun yeah so, so yeah so yeah when you think oh well, there's a great place to store gold and we'll just do this and whatever and then suddenly you know your storage locker starts
0: thinking for itself and is thinking you know what mm. I'm out of here yeah not great um there's also one more I thought I might mention and theoretically it's uh, not amazing but i think it's still quite a cute spell called gelder's tower if you ever heard of it um tower kind of like a an alternative to tiny hut um it was made i think also with the lost laboratory of qualish um but the thing is i think it was named after someone who was uh ill like chronically terminally ill um and so the designers of the adventure named it after them um and so they got a little spell Uh, and it's essentially you can for 24 hours uh By spending 10 minutes, make a two-story tower of stone, wood, or similar uh, suitable sturdy materials. It can be round or square. Each level is 10 feet tall and has an area of up to 100 square feet. Um, access between the levels consists of a simple ladder and hatch. Uh, and each level takes uh, one of the following sporm, uh, forms, which you can choose. So either a bedroom with beds, chairs, chest, and magical fireplace. Uh, a study with, you, know, you get it, books, bookshelves, apartments. Again, are the books empty These, or do they have stuff in them? This isn't dimensional though. This is... No. Still, though, it's yeah. kind of Interesting. nice. Interesting. Um, a dining space with everything you need to make stuff. Uh, a lounge. Um, a washroom. Uh, a nice in betweeny sort of space an observatory if you want to and a map of the night sky and an or an unfurnished empty room so if you want just like 24 hours of putting some stuff in there some people say this is not a great one but I think it's pretty fun if you just like again you're not too cramped on size or like even if it's like a a terrible place there's no real lock unless you put an arcane lock on but still Uh, it's warm or dry regardless of conditions outside Um, although anything that's made inside turns into smoke if you try and take it out um and at the end of the spell's duration, anyone, inside, any creatures or objects inside the tower uh, appears safely outside on the ground, and all traces of the tower disappear. Uh, you can cast it again to maintain its existence for another 24 hours, and it's one of those spells where if you um, cast it every day for a year, it becomes permanent. Uh, with the same uh, configuration. So you have to like do the same... Exact same thing every day for a whole year. But again, something in big swaths of downtime. Make a permanent tower somewhere. Make a permanent wizard tower Make it inside your, uh, inside
1: your, inside your, your, when you're imprisoned inside the mirror.
0: Sure. Cast Galdor's Tower on top of Galdor's Tower. Make a four foot, every And then day. just keep stacking, 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 stacking until like five years, ten years in. You've got this like crazy it's, ten, like you've got Ravenloft Castle practically just an idea for you all which actually interestingly you mentioned ravenloft
1: technically a demi plane and extra tra- technically technically extra yeah. planar dimension extra planar space one of the biggest ones i extra know dimensional space um but you have little extra dimensional spaces uh from Wildmount. Mm. there's one uh, little spell it's a second level doozy it's a dunamancy spell so uh yeah well don't have to be down on Dunamancy. Um, but I like it. Uh, wrist pocket. Wrist pocket. And I. you know what? I think... I don't know why it has to be Dunamancy. This could easily
0: play in any, any game. You know? um, really, one action, one action casting time or, or ritual. Or ritual, which is nice. Uh, the only thing that I hate about it is that it's concentration. Otherwise, it's fun.
1: So, yeah, you got to keep it up for... Concentration up for the whole hour if you want to. But you flick your wrist, causing one object in your hand to vanish. Poof. It's sent into... An extra dimensional space. Where it remains for the duration. Yeah, hey, yay. Until uh, the spell ends, you can use another action
0: to summon the object boof, back into your hand. And use an action to return it back to the extra dimensional space. Um, and if it's in the pocket plane when the spell ends, it appears at your feet in right. your space. Which would be it, it,
1: wouldn't you think it would appear at your, in your hand? Well, what
0: if you don't have a free hand? Then it appears at your feet. Ah, that's too complicated. Just right it, it appears at your feet. Ugh. Um, uh, but I think it's cute. It's like a little, like, wrist summoning, summoning. It's nice. Yeah. And um, honestly, it is a concentration, a, though. For
1: a second level spell, the concentration is not so overpowered that this needs to be locked off inside Dunamancy. Why this oh, can't think, be I don't called. Know. I think it's dumb. Why? I mean, I'm a little over some of the these these wild mount spells being off limits for wizards outside it, so scms out there do your best to try and help yeah, your players honestly, get this access is, this to these pocket spells. is
0: just a worse version of rope trick though is it not well, it's not well it's not
1: even close to rope trick rope trick puts eight people in a pocket dimension this, this puts is just like one, like one item
0: I thought this would be a cantrip
1: no it could almost be especially if given the concentration effects or first level maybe or... this is
0: a great cantrip idea yeah just it, like turn put an object away put an object back yeah <laughs> honestly yeah. just make it a cantrip I mean, with it's the ritual—it's already begging to be a cantrip. Yeah,
1: so it's it's—it's one item, anyways. So I mean, like, what's the real harm? The, and it's in, a whole, no
0: more than five pounds. Whole like, action
1: on. to put them in and out. Like, what are you, gonna what are you what going are you gonna to do with this? It's going to break the game. Yeah, I don't like, understand. I and mean, you can
0: put a handy haversack in here because it always weighs five pounds. But <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't do a bag of holding because that's fifteen. But. You can do a haversack, a
1: haversack, and have even more stuff in it.
0: Yeah, I don't see why not.
1: Extra dimensional spaces and extra dimensional spaces.
0: I mean, just make, keep it an hour, and you just got to recast it. You know, every time. But I think otherwise. There, know,
1: there are a couple others. We won't go deep into no, them. But we've hit nearly an hour. Anyways, exactly. But. Inside Acquisitions Incorporated. If you're playing over there, there's a couple of who plays Acquisitions Incorporated. I know, but there's a voting kit that becomes one. There's a document uh, satchel. There's a uh, uh, cartographer's tube. There's a few things that that can store loads of stuff um yeah i, I don't consider that core D content I, you mentioned it earlier and I, I just want to bring it up spheres of annihilation mm. these are sort of the anti-pocket dimensions sure these are these aren't things that store things these are things that destroy everything they come in contact with uh except artifacts um which kind of cool you can't you know but yeah, so what happens then? The question becomes, when I, I take, uh, you know, an, an unstoppable force, like a sphere of annihilation, and I try to, you know, throw my portable hole underneath it. Right. And there's a table for that. You get to roll to decide what happens. There's a 50-50 chance that the portable hole will destroy the sphere yeah and this isn't just a portable hole this can be actually anything
0: i think the sphere is destroyed
1: um you can also this is also a gate or anything whether it's extra dimensional space or a portal these both have the same effect on sphere of annihilation uh 51 to 85 uh the sphere moves through the portal or into the extra dimensional space well that sucks uh and then the worst well, one that's what you want no well, i guess it depends if you want it in there and eating up all your gold that's inside <sighs> right. um Depends what we are storing I'm in that space. Again, I'm just
0: saying keep it in there and then you can drop people in there.
1: Just... <laughs> ah! Um, yeah, could be fun. Uh, and then, of course, there's this, like, 15% chance... That uh, a spatial rift sends each creature and object within 180 feet of the
0: sphere six that, times the original. Oh my god, or, no, that's so eighteen big. times the original um, um, into a random plane of existence. Not just astral plane; just could
1: be anywhere. And and I would suggest that wouldn't that mean that like each and every person affected by it could end up randomly somewhere different? Yeah,
0: and every object could end up. So randomly as a DM,
1: som- now we're like playing like six different games, one on the. Uh, astral plane, one on the, the, mm. the lower plane. I think that planes, interpretation is one each, in right? The Feywild, sure, sure, sure. one in, Because it could know.
0: say the Spatial Roof sends all creatures to a random plane of existence, right? But it says each creature yeah. to a random plane of existence, which makes you think, oh, each one's going somewhere else, um, which is funny one. And then finally, to touch on, of course, everyone's favorite, ugh, anti-magic field. I just hate anti-magic field. I hate counterspell and dispel magic a little bit as much as I love them as well, just because I'm a DM. But... Um, it essentially shuts down extra-dimensional spaces. Like, they don't go away, but they just can't be accessed. Like, they just temporarily close. And so, some of the things like Galder's Tower still work in this scenario. Well, I guess not because it's magical. But, I don't know, some things that would let you create, Hmm. you know, places that exist, they're, they're still fine. But things like Anything that creates extra dimensional space just can't be accessed. Temporarily closes while in the sphere of anti magic, which is not very big, but still. Yeah, it it, it can help, uh, if,
1: especially if people are trying to escape you in the uh, you know magnificent mansion or something. Mm. Uh, find a way to, to get that. Um, I also want to put one little caveat here. If you um, if you have a this little adventure divine. Contention. I think it's an Icewind Dale. Really, or actually, uh, no, I think it's, it's, I
0: think it's a basic set. It's like a, adventure or, yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. Anyways, but well, for but for like level eleven sort of characters, so it's up there. Anyways, well, I think
0: they have it for all levels of play. In it, there's stuff.
1: a a Gnomen guard grenade, mm. which is kind of fun, you know, device. But it also has a little warning label on it that says the. Grenade explodes immediately if a creature places it in an extra dimensional space. Or, or teleports it. Yeah. <laughs> um you know, and it's I like I I just think it's funny like every once in a while you come across this term, you know, extra dimensional space. And for a lot of the time that's like, you know, not gonna be an issue. Although teleporting is something that players do a lot, and if you've got this on you, that might not be apparent in the instructions when it was handed to you. Um, anyways, it, yeah, it can go off and uh, it's got a lot of different effects. You know, po- probably mm. every just takes some damage. but What I'd like to, to do with this spell
0: is um, cast, I guess Thunderwave doesn't work, but there's a, a spell from Cirque Sabin called Vortex Warp where you use um, Mage Hand from Arcane Trickster to put this on someone and then Vortex Warp them to teleport them and then Kablooey, they... Yeah. I take mean, a bunch of damage. They I could,
1: know. or just be stunned or... Or I don't know, what, I don't Wand know Wand, what the... Norm, Wand of, of Wonder effects sure. take place. They may take fire damage. They might get yeah. stun damage. They might get slow cast on them knows. or something. Yeah, yeah. There's different things. But anyways, not that that grenade shows up very often, but maybe as a DM, you can also sort of think about that in terms of a triggering mm. um, uh, or a trigger for various magic items crossing into extra-dimensional spaces can be a little bit wonky and weird mm. and some things may not work as advertised this is work in extra-dimensional exactly no why the would clocks they? work who knows
0: i mean those are just um, gears right so theoretically that would be fine but, but
1: again you, you're saying things are timing why in these spaces maybe time
0: doesn't run inside it the same way it does outside the gears it, so. tick slowly um, like in in places where things don't age does the thing not turn or does it still turn because oh, it says time pass i don't know so many different questions so little time and we're out of time unfortunately. we are Today. out of it uh, mm-hmm. our demi is coming to an end <laughs> our we'll spell's d- about sure. to end so we'll, we'll
1: just uh, at this point jump into our bag of holding and say uh see you later folks yeah we've got 10 minutes we'll, we'll, start uh, <laughs> exactly we'll see you next week all right bye